And this is take two of episode 56. <laughs> take two of 66. Oh, that's devil's numbers. <laughs> it is. Comes it's out, a cursed recording already. Comes out on 613. It does. <laughs> it's very cursed. This is a cursed episode. Um, but it's going to have some good stuff in it, I think. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Fairy Tale Fix, a what the fuck fairy tale podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey, and I'm Abby. It's a what the fuck fairy tale podcast because when we read these fairy tales to each other, we often say, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and uh, oh boy, I, th- I think I've I think I've got a humdinger of a <laughs> of a what the fuck moment. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited <laughs> for us today. I'm also I'm also super excited. But first of all, happy happy Pride Month, Kelsey. Happy Pride Month. Go us. Cheers. Cheers to Pride Month. Um for all the girls, gays and theys. Mhm. <laughs> Exclusively. Cheers to all of us and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> 100 percent oh my gosh do you have any plans to celebrate this month really taking it easy on myself i think that's such a good idea i i love that thank you especially for you (laughs) abby's been going through it y'all i don't i know this is kind of behind the scenes stuff but abby's been doing a lot more editing a lot like more just work a lot of work and i Um, i appreciate her so much Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just going to go super easy on myself. I'm going to treat myself to things I like. Uh, I may, might walk in the Pride Parade again this year. Fun. Maybe if I feel like it. Yeah, only if you feel like it. But if you feel like yeah. it, you got to go all in. Obviously. Hell yeah. Um, I might buy myself some rainbow accessories. Yes. It's going to be delightful. And send it's going to be a good June. I will. <laughs> How are you going to celebrate? I'm just in such a place right now that I don't want to celebrate for a long time. I think, I don't know if I told you this, but like a couple of weekends ago, I celebrated, I partied a little too hard mm. and got into a very, I did like some drunk karaoke and embarrassed myself. <laughs> oh, you did not tell me about this. Yeah, I was very embarrassed, mostly because I was drunk. And then I woke mm-hmm. up and was like, well, you know, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I partied a little too hard. I partied too close to the sun. <laughs> it got burned. So I'm in a place now where I don't want to party at all. I don't, I feel like I don't ever want to leave my house ever again. I think this is a temporary, but that is my mood. <laughs> Okay, I mean, honestly, in my choice of stories, (laughs) I believe. I'm so excited to get there. In a place. Honestly, Kelsey, fucking mood, though. (laughs) I don't ever want to leave my house again. I don't want to talk to anyone. Oh, my God. Actually, um, your sibling's partner had a post once. Pookie. I don't know if I can Mm -hmm. say their name out loud. Yeah, yeah. 
I think I've I think I've I think I've said I think I've told people about Pookie. Okay, we've, been, well, we've talked about Pookie on the podcast before. Pookie had just the most vibe uh, post at one point. This was a long time ago, but it was like, like, like f- you know what? Fuck everyone. And if you think I don't mean you, I mean, fuck you too. And I was like, I feel that so hard. Uh-huh. And I was just like, <laughs> Pookie, I worship you for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Good. they listen at all, but like, I felt that. In every mm-hmm. fiber of my being, just like if you think I don't mean you, I also mean I actually you. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I I think about that all the time. <laughs> I'm not usually in that mood either, but just lately, a little bit, a little bit, mm-hmm. whole ass vibe. Just just tired, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, I party too hard. Got too hungover. Too. <laughs> too excited and i got burned and embarrassed and like you know what fuck everybody can i ask you what you sang yeah i sang heart shaped box by nirvana a oh lot like amy lee's but i was right, the, the super, evanescence arrangement yes but like super drunk i don't remember a lot of it i couldn't hear myself but uh-huh. i do what was so embarrassing was the person running karaoke I felt like I did okay. I was pretty proud and it was, I felt like I had a good time. I was actually so nervous that a couple other girls came up and sang with me, which was really nice. Oh, that's so sweet. But then um, the person running karaoke was like, she's had a few drinks, y'all. And that's all I remember. And I think I blacked out from embarrassment because I was like, did I do that bad? Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what happened. Maybe. I, I don't know, but I felt that was very uncalled for. Absolutely and uncalled for. I was very embarrassed, for. and I felt maybe it was because I was just so like drunk and ashamed. But like, I felt like no one was talking to me after that, and I like left immediately. I was just like, "Oh my god, I have to get out of here." Mm-hmm. I and can I probably that. cried a lot. I can't remember, but probably. <laughs> no, I Oh, yeah. No, that's that's deeply uncool, especially when the point of karaoke is to get plastered and try to sing a song like <laughs> it was literally 10 o'clock on a Saturday. Hell yeah. <laughs> I had been drinking since I think four. It was a it was a party day. OK, tell me a fairy tale, please. This is take three. Take three of our cursed episode it's the cursed episode kelsey and i have been having dramatic tech issues today (laughs) but it's great because now i'm going to tell you a story called prince lindworm and it's from sweden excellent okay uh my first prediction is that this prince is not cool Ooh. My second prediction is that the protagonist is extremely selfish. Okay. I love that. And my third prediction is that there are no redeeming qualities in anyone in the whole story. (laughs) I love this mood that you're in. (laughs) (laughs) So you think the story is cursed? I just think I think everyone's going to be awful. That's (laughs) because that's. My experience, I guess. <laughs> Man, please tell me the story. Please prove me wrong. <laughs> Fuck everyone, especially you. 
Yes, even you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. I think you'll enjoy this. Once upon a time, a king and queen were very sad because they had no children. Super typical fairy tale opening. Mm -hmm. Yep. And early on a spring morning, the queen went walking in the garden. The birds were singing and the rabbits were playing on the grass. Ah, oh, me, thought the queen. In the birds' nests, there are young ones. And in the rabbit burrows, there are babies. But in the palace, there are none. And she wept. <laughs> Boo -hoo. Selfish. So far, I'm right. Only thinking about herself. <laughs> <laughs> then there came to her a little old fairy woman who said, Queen, dry your eyes. I know your sorrow and I can help you. You wish for a son? Well, if you do as I tell you, you shall have not only one son, but two. <gasps> Is it going to be a tatterhood situation where it's, one's... It's a bit of a tatterhood situation. Okay. You shall, you shall see. <laughs> when you go to bed tonight, have set in your room a bath filled with clear spring water. When you have taken your bath, you will find, lying beside it, two fruits. Mm -hmm. These you must peel and eat, and in the fullness of time, you shall have twin babies. But remember to peel the fruits before you eat them. That's oh important. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's not going to do that. She's just no, going to eat the whole peel. You always peel the banana first. Not <laughs> Who this queen. Who eats the peel? <laughs> this queen. <laughs> chomp, chomp. <laughs> <laughs> Those pregnancy cravings. <laughs> The pre the pre pregnancy grade. Yes, pre preg sorry. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. <laughs> so the queen does just as the fairy tells her. The bath is prepared, she bathes, and sure enough, when she steps out of the bath, there lying on the carpet are two pearly colored fruits of a kind she had never seen before. And of course, she gets so excited she doesn't even wait to dry herself off. She quickly picks up one fruit and eats it. Mm-hmm. And it tasted delicious, but oh no, in her haste, she had forgotten to peel it. <laughs> you dumb <What>? bitch. <laughs> well there, what difference could it make? Yeah. I mean, if a fairy tells you to do something, do it. Do, do it that, that way. Uh-huh. Does that just mean she's going to have an ugly son? <laughs> Ooh, is she going to give birth to an animal? That'd be funny. <laughs> hmm. She picks up the second fruit, and she does peel that one. So as she's peeling it, she finds that the fruit had seven skins. All of these skins she peeled off before she ate the fruit. What kind and the of second fruit. fruit hmm? What kind of fruit is she eating? Onion fruit. <laughs> so she doesn't know which is the skin. <laughs> it is silvery in color. So I don't know. She is peeling garlic and Magic eating it fruit. Whole. <laughs> oh my god. So the second fruit tasted just as delicious as the first one, and she dried herself off and went to bed warm and happy. And she dreamed of the two little sons the old fairy had promised. The loveliest babies in the world they were that the queen dreamed of. But alas, alas, when the months had passed and the queen gave birth, the first thing she brought into the world was a hideous lindworm, which is a kind of serpent. Mmm. Yeah. I'm looking it up. Uh... I would love to have one of those. <laughs> yeah, I know. They look sick. Come on. It's a dragon. I know. That's why I like this story so much. I want one. I know. Beauty's <laughs> in the eye of the beholder, y'all. And <laughs> dragons are gorgeous. Anyway, 
There's yeah, one there, that's kind of creepy that really does look like a worm with a duck bill, kind of. That's mm-hmm. creepy. What it says Norwegian something on it. Yeah, some are wormier than others. I'll post it to but, Instagram. But most of the time, like, it looks like just a pretty sick dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Me too. Oh, by the way, uh, our dear friend, Robin Jock, once again, did the lindworm absolutely dirty in this <laughs> illustration. I'll, sh- I'll show you when we get there. Robin Jock had something against dragons, I swear. I mean, I love just, his artwork, but his dragons are derpy as fuck. He just didn't like them, I guess. <laughs> okay, so she gives birth first to a lindworm. But the queen had scarcely looked on it before one of her waiting women snatched it up and flung it out the window. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And the queen gave birth next to her second baby, a lovely little prince as ever the sun shone on. Mm -hmm. So this Mm -hmm. is different than Tatterhood because Tatterhood was not a worm that got thrown out the window. (laughs) She was just, I don't know, ugly, I guess. It's rude. I guess. (laughs) This one's just a different species. Yeah. That would be shocking. Yeah. That would be rough. That would be disconcerting. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the lindworm snaked away into the forest, and the queen tried to forget that it had ever been born. She swore her waiting women to secrecy, and they none of them said a word about it to anyone. The baby prince was shown to the king and to the whole court. The bells rang out, bonfires blazed, and everyone rejoiced, and so the years passed. Sometimes the queen thought she ought to tell the king about the lindworm, but then again she (laughs) thought, why distress him? Good call. He doesn't need to know. She doesn't. He doesn't. So she did not tell him, and the baby prince grew into a handsome little boy, and then into a handsome big boy, and then into a young man who was also, you guessed it, handsome. Hell yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a looker. (laughs) The queen loved him. The king loved him. Everybody loved him. Yeah, aww. And one day the king said, son, it is time you married. There are many beautiful princesses in the world, and there is not one but would be proud to be your wife. Ride out now to all the neighboring kingdoms and choose your bride. So the prince puts on his best clothes and sets out in a golden coach drawn by six magnificent horses. Uh, He's got a coachman. He has a train of gaily dressed outriders trotting behind and before, all very grand, as befitted a gay young prince. But when they came to the first crossroads, what did they see, Kelsey? Not the handsome young prince. No. No, his brother. <laughs> the other one. Yes. Are they close? An enormous. Hmm? They haven't said anything. You haven't said anything about their relationship, right? Like. No, the lindworm like slithered out into the forest. And, <laughs> he's like, just gone forever. He's just gone. He's gone forever. Like, I don't think the prince even knows about him because the, the queen swore all of her handmaids to secrecy. Oh, man. I want them to high five and become best friends. That would be cute. <laughs> what do you think the likelihood of that is? Oh, I don't know. Never. Because none of these people have redeeming qualities. That's right. <laughs> An enormous and hideous lindworm lying right across the way, mouth open, fangs clashing, tail lashing. Yeah, get him. And the lindworm. Yeah, yeah. Eat him. And the lindworm roared out, where do you drive? I drive to seek my bride, said the prince, and I should be grateful if you would remove yourself from my road. And the lindworm roared out, I am the firstborn, a bride for me before a bride for you. Hell yeah. Take your rightful place. Hell fucking yeah. 
You are He's not the number crown two. prince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the prince told the coachman to drive on, but the lindworm lashed with his spiked tail and spat fire from his gaping jaws. The horses reared and plunged, swung round and screamed with fright, and there was nothing for it but to drive back to the palace. When the king heard about the lindworm, he said he would summon his army and march out to kill the beast. But the queen cried, no, and she wept and fell on her knees and told the king that the creature was his own son, the elder of the twins she had born. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. (laughs) By the way, I know it's been 20 years, but I I actually gave birth to like a small dragon serpent (laughs) thing. (laughs) That's our son. (laughs) Footnote. (laughs) Sidebar. The king, who couldn't bear to see his queen in tears, didn't say, you should have told me this before, which he (laughs) very well might have done. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fair. That would have been fair. He merely said that the prince should set out again next day when perhaps the lindworm would have gone back to the forest. I mean. It's a bad plan. Yeah, I agreed. The prince did set out again the next day, but the same thing happened. There was the lindworm at the crossroads, straddled right across the way, lashing his spiked tail, spitting fire, and roaring out, I am the elder. I am the firstborn. A bride for me before a bride for you. Yep. Get it. As he should. Put him in his place. (laughs) And again, the prince had to turn back. And again, on the following day, he set out because these things happen in threes. Uh Uh-huh. They have to, even if, like, you know, that's not going to be a good idea. (laughs) And the same thing happens. They end up having to ride back to the palace. And the king says, this is truly outrageous in my own realm to be flouted by an unmannerly monster. And one that because he is my own son, I cannot take up arms against. We must try what reason will do. Well, I think that has more to do with like, um, you know, he doesn't want to get cursed. Oh, okay. I think there's not not a chance to go meet your son. Does not want (laughs) to make him part of the family. (laughs) Heck nah. (laughs) It's rude. (laughs) Okay. You shall set out again tomorrow, Prince, and speak the monster fair. And so for the fourth time, the prince set out, but there was no speaking the monster fair. Again, he spat fire. Again, he lashed his spiked tail. And again, he roared out the same. I'm a fir- I'm the firstborn, a bride for me before a bride for you. Yeah. Very well, said the king. We will invite the creature to the palace and we will find him a bride. Aw. Yeah. Gonna have his moment. Throwing a temper tantrum works. <laughs> Whatever, it's due. He's part of the family that they just threw into the woods, and he's a dragon. That's fair. That's fair. They did throw a dragon out the window, and all he wants is a br- is to get married before his brother. He just wants a little respect. Like, yeah, <laughs> come no, on. You're right. You're right. That was fair. It was all very well for the king to say he would invite the lindworm to the palace, but who was to carry the message? The king sent soldiers with a written invitation, but they fled at the sight of the monster. (laughs) Then he sent an ambassador. But as soon as the ambassador approached the crossroads, the lindworm spat fire at him and bade him take off. (laughs) Yeah, fuck everybody. Yes, you too. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a vibe. I'm feeling it's it. It's a total vibe. How'd you know? You picked the story just for me, didn't you? I did. I sensed that this is the story that you would need. <laughs> the king sent his prime minister and the same thing happened. The king sent a company of handsome young pages who went reluctantly, hand in hand and trembling. (laughs) Poor babies. (laughs) I know. It's not their fault. Send the mama. Ooh, that's a fun idea. Yeah, send mommy. (laughs) But that's not what they do. They do what they should have done in the first place, which is the prince himself, his brother, goes with the invitation. I like that too. Yeah, I like that, too. Of Like, you should have gone to invite him yourself in the first place. Yeah. And so the lindworm is finally satisfied with the invitation and agrees to come. And come he did to everyone's horror, though he behaved quietly enough. Yay. I love him. Me too. Hero. Hero. Relatable king. (laughs) (laughs) Then the king sent his ambassador to the ruler of a small kingdom a long way off, asking for one of the ruler's daughters as a bride for his eldest son. The ruler of that small, far-off kingdom, who had never heard of the lindworm, was flattered. He sent his eldest daughter. The poor girl (laughs) arrived, but she was not introduced to her bridegroom until she stood before the altar. Oh, yikes. Well... Then it was too late to turn back. The wedding was held, and though it was all very grand, the bride fainted with terror. Fair. Yeah. Everybody's actually behaving. Besides the ki- the, the queen originally, everyone else is behaving appropriately. <laughs> well. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> you're, we're about to get into the, the what the fuckier parts of. <laughs> Wonderful. All of this. Don't don't worry. Um, I'm we're going to have thoughts and feelings in our post story discussion. <laughs> okay, so in a faint, she's carried up to the bridal chamber and left with the lindworm, who promptly swallowed her and spent the night sleeping off his heavy meal. <laughs> God damn it, I love it though. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> Vibe. <laughs> And in the morning, he went back into the forest. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) Now, the part that's really like, like, that's already a little what the fuck. The part that really makes me go, what the fuck is surely now the king had done all that was required of him. And once more, the prince sent out, set out to seek a bride for himself. Like nobody is mourning this poor girl. They're just like, well, that's the the price you pay, I guess. Yeah. It was just a woman. Just a silly woman. You know, she really shouldn't have married that lindworm that we made her marry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Foolish girl. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So the prince, uh, you know, goes back out to seek a bride. The lindworm blocks his path, says, I'm the firstborn, a bride for me before a bride for you. It was useless for the prince to point out that the lindworm had already been given a bride. Yeah. (laughs) The monster merely gnashed his teeth and shouted that a girl who fainted at the sight of her bridegroom was no fit bride for anyone. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that. (laughs) Fuck that girl. Yeah. Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So the prince had to turn back, and again the lindworm was invited to the palace, and the king sent an embassy to another small distant country (laughs) asking for a princess as a bride. And again, 
A princess arrived and was married and swallowed down. And again, the lindworm went back to the forest. Oh, no. He's just got, he's just looking for true love. Yeah, that just must gotta, be it. Just got to find a woman that can handle it, I guess. Yeah, they're going to handle being married to a giant serpent. Yeah. Don't worry. There is such a girl. <laughs> <It's> tatterhood. <laughs> tatterhood. Oh, my God. She comes in with her giant sword. Uh, Tatterhood is a lesbian. I think that she'd m- more object to the uh, yeah. lindworm being a boy. <laughs> I was thinking she'd actually chop his head off. So, Oh, that'd be tight, too. She just kills him instead. She'd get revenge for the girls he ate. <laughs> That's my fix. Is <laughs> Tatterhood comes, comes into yeah, the story and, and kills chops him. his head off and saves the other girls. She rides like one of her adventures with, with her sister was yes. like riding around the countryside, like slaying monsters and stuff. Yeah, she shows up and she saves the day. I I mean, I want to hear how this story ends, but I feel like that that's promising as a fix. No. That's solid. That's exactly the correct fix. Okay, so he swallows uh, another bride, goes back to the forest. Uh, The cycle repeats once more. The lindworm wants yet a third bride, and the king strikes his hand together and cries out, I cannot do it. Already two kingdoms are threatening me with war. So I'm glad there's at least some people who think that's wrong. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, no, we're not sending you any more women. Quit asking. We're actually going to go to war with you because the 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 women in question have gone missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least yeah, someone cares. <laughs> somebody, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> then I must fight the creature, said the prince, even though he is my brother. But this the king would not allow. What? And have you also swallowed up, he cried, and leave the kingdom without an heir and the queen and myself with broken hearts? No. I will find the creature a third bride, but not a princess. I'll find him some poor girl who may be willing to sacrifice her life for the sake of enriching her family. Yeah. So the youngest daughter of <laughs> somebody. Somebody. Who really, really <laughs> loves her dad. <laughs> yeah. Some, some, yeah. Some hapless youngest <laughs> daughter with two bitchy older sisters. <laughs> Now, not far from the king's city, in a tumble-down cottage, there lived a poor shepherd who had a young daughter. Very good, very gentle, very pretty. Mm-hmm. And it was one. to this cottage. Hmm? <laughs> She's the one. She's the one. <laughs> Perfect for marrying a serpent. <laughs> and it was to this cottage that the king went hurrying. It was late afternoon, and the shepherd was bringing his flock in from the fields when the king met him. At least he goes himself. Yeah. Respect. Respect. (laughs) Sort of. Without wasting words, the king told the shepherd that he must send his daughter to the palace to be married to the lindworm. And in return, said the king, I'll make you the richest man in my kingdom. Hey. Hey. It's going to cost you your daughter. But whatever. She's just a girl. She's a woman. Don't you want money? Yeah. That way you marry someone else and have more children. Yeah replaceable but the shepherd shook his head i would rather stay poor and keep my daughter he said for i hear that the lindworm had already swallowed down two wives Aw, yeah that was unexpected 
Yeah. The king argued and the king pleaded and the shepherd said no and no and no. So at last the king lost his temper and said that being king, he should and would be obeyed. And that if the shepherd didn't send his daughter to be married to the lindworm, then the shepherd should lose his head. Yeah. That sounds kingly. It's very kingly. He's being a bitch. (laughs) And your precious daughter shall lose hers too, he shouted in a most unkingly manner and stamped back to the palace, feeling (laughs) thoroughly desperate and ashamed of himself. But what else could he do? (laughs) Unkingly. I don't know. That sounds about right for these stories. That sounds exactly right. Temper tantrums work when you're royalty. (laughs) (laughs) Or a giant dragon. (laughs) Or a giant dragon. The shepherd went home and told his daughter, poor girl, how she wept. She ran out of the cottage and away into the forest, thinking to hide herself. She ran and ran till she had no strength to run farther. And then she sat down under an oak and sobbed. <gasps> Is she going to meet him? Are they going to meet you right now? Oh, man, I wish. That's another good fix for this story. Oh, man, I thought they were going to meet and she was going to fall in love with the dragon anyway. Okay, anyway. I, I wish. I mean, honestly, like this is like... You know I'm going to try to make this story into a proper monster fucker story. Hell yeah. I wouldn't expect any. Same. (laughs) I know the monster's actually obviously pretty evil at this point, but yeah, he's been swallowing girls, but (laughs) I'm still rooting for him somehow. (laughs) I like him better than everybody else in this story. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. The dad is okay. The shepherd's actually, you know, he's all right. The shepherd's a good guy. Yeah. He said no to money because he loves his Mm -hmm. daughter. Yeah. Like, anyway. that's, that's all fair enough. So out from the oak stepped the old fairy who had given the queen the two fruits in the first place. Ugh, this bitch. She owes everyone. She's meddling. She's that bitch from that... Um, <laughs> She's muffins. She's muffins. She's muffins. <laughs> Incredible. Meddlesome, God, meddlesome I love a fairy. fairy godmother. She says, little daughter, why do you weep? Oh, little mother, little mother, I have good cause to weep. The king has bidden me marry the lindworm, the lindworm who has already devoured two brides, and I shall be the third. I would do much for my dear father's sake, but this is too dreadful. The old fairy said, come dry your eyes. If you will do exactly as I tell you, you shall not be eaten. You shall, on the other hand, deliver the kingdom from this evil and be yourself a happy bride. And then she told the girl exactly what she must do. It sounds rather terrible, said the girl. (laughs) It's that or be eaten, said the old fairy. Yeah. So then she went back to the oak and the girl went home and told her father that she was ready to marry the lindworm. No, rather than that, I will leave my flock and will run away. We'll go hand in hand into another kingdom and beg for our bread. Aww. Yeah, I like the shepherd. I think the shepherd's actually a good dad. Yeah. But the girl said, don't fret, little father, for I believe that all will be well. In the forest, I met an old fairy and the fairy told me what I must do. Then she kissed her father and went to the palace to tell the king that she was willing to marry the lindworm. The king was overjoyed. He sent the shepherd a sack full of gold and ordered a magnificent wedding dress to be made for the girl. Very beautiful she looked when she stood before the altar, and more hideous than hideous and more terrible than terrible looked the lindworm who stood by her side. (laughs) The priest who married them stammered and stuttered and hurried over the marriage service, and the hair rose on his scalp with the horror and the pity of it. But the words were spoken, the girl and the lindworm were married, and the wedding feast was held. The lindworm golloped? Mm. It says golloped. Golloped? Like... Yeah. I guess, yeah. Swallowed down every single thing that was set before him with relish, 
though nobody else could swallow more than a mouthful. Now you must know that before the wedding, the girl had put on seven white shifts under her bridal dress, and she had asked that a bathful of warm soapy water and another bathful of fresh milk, together with a goodly supply of new scrubbing brushes, should be placed in the bridal chamber. This fairy (laughs) is really obsessed with bathing. Super weird suggestion, but... (laughs) Very, but you know, this girl's marrying a monster. (laughs) Maybe if she has some weird kinks, that's so much the better. (laughs) And though it seemed a strange request, the king had said, yes, let her have anything she asks for. Anything at all. Yeah. It's her last night on earth, so... (laughs) It truly is. If she wants to get weird with it, that's her prerogative. So after the wedding feast, when the lovely bride and the hideous bridegroom were conducted by a goodly company of lords and ladies to the sound of music and the blazing of torches to the bridal chamber, there, set on the floor by the bed, were the items she had requested. Now the dreadful moment had come. The torches were put out, the music ceased, the door of the bridal chamber was shut on the girl and the lindworm, and the procession of lords and ladies went back to the banqueting hall. Oh, poor girl, poor pretty girl. The ladies were weeping. The lords walked with downcast eyes. And in the bridal chamber, the lindworm glared at his bride and roared out, Maiden, shed a shift. Prince Lindworm, answered the girl, shed a skin. (laughs) No one has dared to tell me to do that before, roared the lindworm. But I'm telling you now, said the girl. The lindworm opened his great jaws, out darted his forked tongue, his mouthful of teeth snapped, gleaming in the lamplight. Was he going to swallow her down? No. Writhing and groaning, groaning and writhing, he cast off his outer skin, and there it lay on the floor. Oh, he likes her. He does like her. He (laughs) likes being told what to do. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't expecting it, but... (laughs) No. (laughs) But he's into it. Yeah. And the girl drew off her bridal dress and one of her seven shifts and laid them on top of the skin. Again, the lindworm roared, Maiden, shed another shift. And the girl answered, Prince Lindworm, shed another skin. Do you dare tell me to do that a second time? Roared the lindworm. (laughs) Yes, I dare, answered the girl. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah, she does. Mm -hmm. So groaning and writhing, moaning and muttering, the lindworm cast off another skin. And there it lay on the floor. And the girl took off her second shift and laid it on top of the skin. So this repeats a third time. No one has dared tell me to do that a third time, roared the lindworm. (laughs) But I am telling you now, said the girl. And moaning and groaning, writhing and muttering, the lindworm struggled out of his third skin. And the girl took off her third shift and put it on top of that skin. (laughs) And so it went on. Again, the lindworm ordered the girl to shed a shift. Again, she bade him to shed a skin. And willy-nilly, it seemed he must do as she bade him. Until there on the floor lay his seven skins. And on them lay six of the girl's shift. But the seventh she need not take off. Because the lindworm was now stretched on the floor. A shapeless mass of flesh with no skin on him at all. Gross, right? Yeah, I want want artwork of that. That Me too. (laughs) I want artwork with that. What we got is another Robin Jacques classic <laughs> of a what the fuck is that supposed to even be? Can you oh, see? That does not look like what I pictured at all. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't Awful. look like it at all. It's terrible. It's That's... not even a dragon. It looks more like a troll, like a scaly troll. Yeah. That's it's disappointing. 
The lindworm we wanted versus the lindworm we got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I get it now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's terrible. Robin Jacques hates dragons. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. He really does. He cannot draw a good one. <laughs> then the girl. Okay. So the lindworm is now a shapeless mass of like skinless flesh on the floor. Fun. All right. Fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> cool though then the girl Murder snatched up skin shedding. <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> mm. if only it had stopped there then the girl snatched up one of the scrubbing brushes dipped it in the warm soapy water and began to scrub away at the shapeless mass with all her sh- with all her strength she scrubbed 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 <laughs> and she scrubbed the shapeless mass began to take form again but not its old form it was taking the form of a man it was taking the form of a prince. Oh, that's, very special. That's a twist. <laughs> a twist. Okay, okay. Is he still going to be an asshole, though? Gosh, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> My guess is no. <laughs> this is debatable. Hmm. A prince who became more and more beautiful to look on with every scrub she gave him. And when the scrubbing brushes were all worn out, the girl dipped a sponge in the tub of fresh milk and gently washed the prince from head to feet, which sounds gross. (laughs) I also just want to point out, uh, good looks isn't a redeeming quality. So No. 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 (laughs) It's definitely fairy tale, like, fairy tale nonsense of, like, outer beauty means inner beauty. Yeah. Okay, so she washes him in milk, which also sounds disgusting. And he stood up smiling and dried himself and took the girl in his milky arms. Ew, his milky <laughs> arms. I added the milky bit. <laughs> I liked it. Oh, my dear brave girl, cried the handsome prince. How can I ever repay you for what you have done for me? Just by loving me, said the happy girl. Oh, barf. Barf. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> the king had not slept well that night. Early in the morning, he sent a page to the bridal chamber to see what had happened there. The page went unwillingly. It was not an errand he took any pleasure in, you may be sure. Fearfully, he tapped at the door of the bridal chamber, but got no answer. He hoped that the door might be locked, but it wasn't. Fearfully, he pushed it open and slipped into the room. And what did he see? In a heap on the floor, seven scaly skins, a bridal dress, and six white shifts, and in the bed, the shepherd's daughter asleep in the arms of a handsome, gross prince. (laughs) A handsome, milky prince. A handsome, milky prince. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was no bath water in there anymore. Now it's just covered in, like, old milk. (laughs) I bet he smells great. (laughs) She probably let him have sex with her like that. Um, you know what? Don't kink shame. <laughs> this is Pride Month. Do not kink shame. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. That fair point. I, I stand. I stand corrected. If you love bathing in milk and then you know, making love, milk baths are extremely good for your skin. Are they really? I don't know, but I feel like I've heard that. So okay, I'm go with it. My parents owned a bath store when I was a kid, and they used to put milk in some of my baths, like milk and oatmeal and shit. So, hmm, I think it is good for your skin if you're, you know, not lactose intolerant. Okay, I'll stop being such a judgy bitch. 
<laughs> I mean, it's super weird, but. I think it's super fucking weird. For now. It's for a modern audience. <laughs> okay. So the page runs off to tell the king. The king and queen hurry to the bridal chamber. The sleeping prince woke and sat up, huddling the blankets round him. Dear father, he said, if I might crave a robe to cover my nakedness. A robe, shouted the king. You may crave a kingdom. And he burst into happy tears. Wow. Wow. That's so shallow. I mean, I guess. Okay, but the monster was evil. Yes. But I mean, maybe he was evil because they treated him like a monster. He ate two women. (laughs) (laughs) They fainted at the sight of him. He was very (laughs) offended. (laughs) Justified. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. The news spread like wildfire through the palace and through the city and through all the country round. Everyone went wild with joy. The shepherd came hurrying to the palace to clasp his daughter into his arms. The younger twin prince set off once more in his gilded coach to seek a bride. And this time he met no monster at the crossroads and soon returned with a pretty young princess, presumably from a different country than the one (laughs) (laughs) where... Two girls had been murdered. (laughs) And now there was another wedding. And if the former wedding had been a sad affair, the second one was joyous indeed. So the bells rang out, the bonfires blazed, all the people cried hurrah, and the king, the queen, the two princes, and their beautiful brides lived in happiness ever after the end. Ah, what? That was a story. That that story That you told. (laughs) Okay, so my predictions were not a cool prince. I feel like I got that one. Oh, you nailed that one. Yeah. Extremely. Who was the protagonist in this story? I want to say it's the young shepherd girl. Yeah. Ends up being the protagonist. Just not for a while. So, and she wasn't extremely selfish. Well, and her and it is father. Called, sorry, hmm. go on. It is called Prince Lindworm. So I think we could also get away with saying Prince Lindworm was the protagonist. But he wasn't a protagonist for sure. That's true. And the father the had villain. some redeeming qualities, so I think I only got one point for that. Okay. Would you agree? We're going to call it that. I would I, I would agree, but you Although definitely we were, nailed that the prince sucks. We were close about the no redeeming qualities, and I assumed that the protagonist was the prince. <laughs> Which would have made sense. Yeah, but I didn't want to... I didn't want to just assume that the prince was the protagonist. So anyway. You were smart to make that two separate guesses. Yeah. Yeah. I've got two fixes for that. Either Tatterhood comes and slices his head off and saves the two girls. I think that's fun. Super fun. Or also I like that they have a meet cute in the forest and he, I don't know, spits out the princesses. Like he didn't actually kill them. Mm Mm-hmm. He was just deeply offended. I don't know. Just like swallowed them, but it's like a Jonah and the whale situation, you know? Yeah, and he just spits them. She she convinces him to spit them out. He's like, yeah. fine. My original fix for this, because I, I like both of those a lot. I think the Tatterhood one might be replacing my original fix because <laughs> that's fun, so great. Right? Um, my original fix for this, which is the story proceeds the exact same way, except that when he becomes like a shapeless mass of like mm-hmm. gross flesh, yeah. that when she starts scrubbing it, the flesh turns into the two girls he ate. 
Uh, yeah, that's I like that. Like, and then she just goes off with them, and then she goes with them. <laughs> Ooh, or well, Tatterhood could also save them, and then they all go off together. Love that too. Lesbian yeah. in their lesbian adventure ship. Yeah, in the Ivanverse. <laughs> in the Ivanverse, absolutely. <laughs> that's a. Uh, that's how this should go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just liked the idea of that, like, the two people he killed get to come back to life. Not Yeah. Uh, that was, yeah, that's fucked up. Those poor, yeah. those poor girls. Yeah, that nobody cares about. Yeah, well, that's not true. Their countries were waging wars against. They were threatening to wage war. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't know what happened for sure, right? So they're like, yeah. show us our I- princess. Yeah, I highly doubt they would like, I highly doubt the king would tell them, I let my (laughs) eldest son swallow them. Yeah, straight up. They're like, hey, I haven't heard from my daughter in a while. What up? (laughs) What up? (laughs) That's true. They do have some people who care, but like, you know. Yeah. That was fun. I liked it. I'm glad you enjoyed that one. I like it. I thought it was a good time. I've been, I've been sitting on that one for a while and like waiting for like, a good time yeah. to tell it. And I decided uh, today was a cursed day and it was a good time <laughs> for <perfect>. Prince Lindwer. <laughs> Man, I really, I was trying really hard to empathize with Prince Lindworm, but <laughs> I just, I mean, you couldn't keep it up at a certain yep. point. You just have to accept that the, sometimes the monster is just the monster. Yep. Well, and I was right there with him, you know, until he yeah. murdered those girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know right up until the murder right up until the murders Mm -hmm. but i do like the idea of like i think a sweet fix for it if we want to make it a sweet monster fucker story yeah is the shepherd girl runs into him in the forest and they have like some nice conversations and then he barfs up the two women he ate there you go yeah and she finds a way to get him to rightfully take his place on the throne yeah. because he is the he is the crown prince you know there. Lindworm yeah. or no well damn all right I've got a couple stories for you because you've been sitting on that one I am going to tell you a quick story that I've been sitting on it is literally yeah. one paragraph long oh my god and then I'll tell you the other one that's a mood but this okay. one I really like this one is called the daydreamer and it's from the Russian fairy tale pantheon. Uh, And I'm just going to give you one prediction for this. It is literally a paragraph. One paragraph. But it's it's really fun. I like it a lot. Oh, my God. The daydreamer. This feels so much harder than a longer story. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? I was almost thinking maybe I wouldn't give you a prediction at all. But what fun would that be? The daydreamer is a naughty child. Okay. Naughty child. Okay. The daydreamer. A poor peasant walking in a field saw a hare under a bush and was overjoyed. He said, now I'm in luck. I will catch this hare, kill him with a whip, and sell him for 12 kopecks. For that money, I will buy a sow, and she will bring me 12 piglets. The piglets will grow up and each bring 12 piglets. I will slaughter them all and have a barn full of meat. I will sell the meat, and with the money, we'll set up housekeeping and get married. My wife will bear me two sons, Vaska and Vanka. The oh children will plow the field. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> the 
The children will plow the field, and I will sit by the window and give orders. Hey, you boys, I will cry. Vaska and Vanka, don't overwork your laborers. Apparently you yourselves have never known poverty. And the peasant shouted these words so loudly that the hare was startled and ran away, and his house with all his riches and his wife and his children were lost. The end. Fuck yeah, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> Isn't that cute as hell? That was so cute. I mean, also like uh, relatable to me personally. Yeah. <laughs> like you see something that you think is going to change your life, but you spend uh-huh. so long daydreaming about it that like you just don't actually start the project or whatever. He, he saw it. He saw it and then it was gone in a flash. <laughs> he really saw it for himself. <laughs> I've always really liked that one. I think that's funny. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that after sitting on it for so long. Yeah, I think I read that just a long time ago and it's been in my head ever since. But it's so short and a really fun time. I love okay. how specific his daydream got. Oh, super specific. He picked out the kids' names I know. like on the spot. <laughs> and he's yelling at them out loud. Yeah. Oh, I love it. No fix. Uh, me either. Okay. This next story, a tiny bit longer, like uh, two pages, awesome. is called Rolling Head. Is it also Wait. from the Russian Pantheon? No. This story is called Rolling Head, and it is from American Indian Myths and Legends Pantheon. Ooh. Which, by the way, the Pantheon books normally have a bunch of stories in them that are kind of nothing. Uh-huh. I was reading through this one, and I am... I love like every single one so far. I found oh, four different yeah. stories that I want to read from this <laughs> soon. Yeah. So um, it's from the Wintu tribe. Wintu also, tribe. Uh, also known as Northern Wintoon. And they are Native Americans who are in uh, Northern California. Right. Because I feel like uh, I think they have a casino up there. Like I've seen the. Oh, nice. I've seen I've seen I've seen the the tribe name around. Yeah. I think. Okay. The rolling head. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this story. Um, Yeah. So I chose this story because it is a whole ass vibe and I'm going to give you maybe a hint I should have given you before, but I just want to make people feel uncomfortable. (laughs) I see. I want to make some people feel uncomfortable today because that's the vibe I'm in. (laughs) Okay. It's the place I'm in right now. Okay. Well, this changes this changes one of my predictions a little bit. Okay. Um, here are here they are. Um, the first one is that the head is an animal head. Okay. And the second one is that the animal head is like bleeding heavily everywhere it rolls. Bleeding heavily. Oh, I love that. Okay. So lay it on me. <laughs> There is a little um, insert right before the story that says, Among the Wintu, a menstruating woman was considered unclean, but at the same time, she was recognized as having extraordinary magical powers which she could use to harm others, purposefully or not. Proper rituals were needed to prevent disaster and restore her. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, hmm, well... (laughs) I don't know if that's going to give you any hints, but here we go. It, it kind of does. I'm already a little a little mad because I hate the <laughs> idea of like women are unclean when they're mon- when they're menstruating, and also that they 
when they're menstruating, they're witches who might hurt you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, God damn it, do I love this story so much. Boo on that one, but all right. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the cultural, like, it's just giving you sure. like a little background, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Long ago, there was a village filled with people. They lived in the flatlands on both the west and the east sides of the river. The younger of the chief's two daughters had just reached puberty, and her parents were planning to call a puberty dance. Ooh, okay. In the evening, the father spoke to the other women. Early in the morning, go strip bark for a maple bark apron, he said. But don't take my younger daughter with you. Go secretly. So the women got up very early and stole away. Quite far north they went, and some even climbed uphill and crossed the ridge to the north. Later, the girl who had reached puberty woke up and, though it was forbidden, followed the others. Which I think is sweet. She wants to help. Yeah. She's curious. She's bold. She's a witch right now. (laughs) When she reached them, they were stripping bark. She went up to them and began cutting maple bark, too, because she's a hard worker. Yeah, she is. All at once, she struck her little finger with a splinter. Her older sister came up to her and wiped the blood with the dead leaves. The other woman said, when will it leave off? The blood can't stop flowing. Afraid of what happened, they ran back to the village. They reached the house and told the father, she got stuck with a splinter while stripping bark. And the old man said, she doesn't listen to me. (laughs) Uh, Teenagers. Uh, For real. The girl and her older sister were left behind alone. The younger one, who stood downhill to the north, now sucked blood and spat it out. Then more blood came. And though she sucked and she sucked, she could not stop the flow. And this is all from a prick on her finger? Mm Mm-hmm. Which it's like, I think it's like a metaphor for her menstruating. Uh Yes. But I get that. (laughs) I personally. It just won't stop. (laughs) I personally feel that. Mm Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the sun began to set. She kept on sucking until early evening, unable to help herself. Suddenly, she happened to swallow blood and smelled the fat. It tasted sweet. She ate her little finger, (gasps) and then she ate her whole hand. Oh, my God. Then she devoured both of her hands. Oh, my God. I can see where this is going, and I love slash hate it so much. (laughs) (laughs) Then she ate her leg, ate both of her legs. Then she ate up her whole body. Then her whole then <laughs> then her head alone was left. It oh went rolling God. over the ground with her sister still beside her. Her sister didn't stop her. <laughs> you cannot stop her. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> it, it gets so much better. Oh no. In the village, the chief said, from the north she'll come. Put on your clothes, people. Get your weapons. We must go. And the people dressed themselves and got their their weapons. And from the north, they saw her come, rolling toward her father's house. She arrived in the early evening and lay there. After she had rested a while, she bounced up into the west across the river to the flat on the west, where she threw the people into her mouth. (laughs) Without stopping, she turned the village upside down as she devoured them all. Then she fell to the east across the river and lay there. And the next morning, she threw the people who lived on the eastern flat into her mouth and ate them, devoured them all. Oh, my God. Wait, how is she throwing people? Is she like 
telekinetically. I think so. It's just magic. Throwing people around. Point. Okay, it's magic. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Only her eldest sister, she left for a while. And she went about the world and she saw people. She threw them into her mouth and she ate them. Each evening before she came home, each morning she went about the world looking for people. Always she went searching. One day she climbed up to the northern edge of the sky and looked all over the world, but she saw no one. She's eaten she everyone. Ate the like, whole world. In the whole world, which is a vibe. She ate them all. Fuck you. Yes, you. <laughs> yes, fuck you. Yes. Even you. <laughs> Even you and you and you and literally everyone in the entire world. <laughs> so she she saw no one. So in the evening, she came home. And in the next morning, she got up and threw her sister into her mouth. And she went on her way until she reached the edge of a big creek, which she did not know how to cross. A man was sitting on the other side and she called what? to him. So there was somebody, I guess. I guess there was one more person left. Lucky bastard. <laughs> and he threw a bridge over. She was crossing. And when she had gone halfway, he jerked it. And it went down a talat, which I think is the name of the river. Mm -hmm. And she fell into the river. And a riffle pike jumped up and swallowed her. And it finished. That is all. The end. And it says, based on a myth reported by Cora Dubois and Dorothy Demma, oh my God, I'm going to say this wrong, Demma Trakapulu in mm -hmm. 1931. I love the, I, uh, I love the finisher. I love that it's just, that is all. That is all. <laughs> she almost ate the entire world. Except for one guy was left. <laughs> so she did successfully kill off the human race. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was going to mention, um, it's in, I didn't want to give it away, but it's in a section called Ordeals of the Hero, Monsters and Monster Slayers. Wow. Well, that was really, that, that, that story was a whole vibe. That was, that was a mood. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. I loved that. That was really good, actually. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that story. <laughs> I felt that really hard. As soon as I read it, I was like, oh. This is so good. I, are, you did. And I have zero fixes. I think it's perfect. Except, yep, nope. I don't know, maybe she could have just kept eating everything, including the sun and the moon, and I would have been for it. Ooh, that's kind of funny. That's kind of fun. Like, she just... But, but like, it, she specifically craves, like, human flesh. Yeah, she just, like, doesn't stop. And it's just a rolling head eating everything yeah. in the whole world. <laughs> so good. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm st I'm a little stunned. I'm a little speechless. I I don't I don't know what to say. What do you <laughs> What do you say? Man, there were so many good stories. Like, God damn it, I love all of these stories so much. This book is okay. amazing. I definitely recommend it. We'll have to do more from that one. Then I have a couple bookmarked. I'm so excited. A couple of them were like a little bit too long, and one was really good. But we'll get to it. Maybe I'll do those right when I come back because I don't know if I can okay. wait that long. I think you should. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah, no, this episode's probably a little too long to do another one, but I want to hear. Yeah, right. I want when, more. Yeah, maybe maybe next time. Because <laughs> I'm in a place and I want to make people uncomfortable. And you know what? There are a couple more stories that do that even better. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> better than a story about a cannibalistic 13-year-old who eats the entire world. <laughs> I'm going to give you a hint. Um, One of them is called... Teeth in the wrong places. <gasps> oh my god! I can't wait. 
Someone let I mean, <laughs> I think it might be pretty obvious, but I'm gonna let you ruminate on I that. Can, I think I can yeah. guess. Do I you, think I can guess. Oh my god, I'm so fucking places. excited. <laughs> Woo! Anyway. So yeah. Uh save that yeah. one for Cullen for sure. Oh my gosh. Uh I do believe I mean there are so there are so many jokes about that being gay men's worst fear and why they're not attracted to women. <laughs> every single every person like holy shit. Uh-huh. Teeth in the wrong places. Teeth you know, in the teeth, wrong place. Teeth anywhere that's not in your mouth is terrifying. Yes. And teeth are kind of weird even in your mouth like let's yeah. be real. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, this book is so good. I was just so floored by that story. I actually I know, like... wasn't it good? I don't have any fixes for that one. No, my brain is still short-circuiting. Oh, and I love that you said an animal head is bleeding heavily. And I was like, well, it's not the animal head. <laughs> Someone's bleeding. <laughs> I didn't expect to be directly a menstrual, like a menstrual metaphor. Yeah, I wanted to keep that um, as a surprise because I, I just I loved it. I thought it was so good. That was fantastic. I'm so glad that that was such a surprise. Uh, and a whole mood, a whole ass mood. Well, that, um, I, I really don't think there's any, there's any way to put a cap on that, really. So we're just going to be done, you know? Thank you so much for listening to Fairy Tale Fix. If you enjoy this show, as you should, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or five stars on Spotify. If you love the show and want to support us, you can get extra episodes, merch, books, and other bonus content at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fairytalefixpod, and please email us your favorite fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, and other such things at info at fairytalefixpod.com. We are now, as of this very moment, collecting frightening menstruation metaphors. (laughs) Please send them our way thank you so much hell yes and so hmm. and so before the lindworm could swallow down those two poor princesses tatterhood came riding through the kingdom (laughs) with her sister and sliced its head off or he had already swallowed them and they reappeared because he'd been holding them in his belly like some kind of pinocchio situation yeah that's fun and the girl, the the girl who just reached puberty, just kept on eating everything and everyone, including all the animals and trees and the sun and the moon, until the heat death of the universe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> until until the whole entire universe imploded in on itself, and they all lived <laughs> happily, happily ever, ever after, after. The, the end. end. <laughs>